It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, uh, joins me. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you are very welcome. And people can still get their questions in for Jane, please. 1850-333-103 or you can text to 0862-103-103. And let me start with a lovely text that came in a couple of minutes ago from Lisa to say, Hi, Patricia. Please let your vet, Jane, know that our furry feline, Fluffy Bunny, Loved her visit with Jane recently. Jane was so kind and caring to Fluffy Bunny. We are so thankful to her and everyone on the team. And that's from Lisa. Do you remember that Fluffy oh, Bunny? I do. I do. A beautiful little cat. Um, that's so lovely to hear. Thank you. Oh, it's it makes a, our day when we get feedback. Oh, I've just realised, because I was looking saying, a, a feline Fluffy Bunny. I thought it was a rabbit. Yeah. It's, it's actually a cat. A beautiful little cat. So it is. Very, very sweet. So it's really lovely to hear feedback like that. So thank you so much. All right. Because some pets react very badly to going to the vet's practice. What what do you suggest to to calm an animal down? They seem to almost sense that you're bringing them to the vet's. Yeah, I think it's it's a really interesting thing um, because dogs and cats are not born afraid of the vet. They don't know what it is until they encounter it. Um, I think a number of things contribute, really. Sometimes them being apprehensive even getting into the car, whereas they might happily get into their car when they're going to the walk, is they're very, very perceptive creatures and they'll notice a change in your pattern. Whereas, let's say, you might pick up the lead and put on your coat to to put them into the car to take a walk. You'll be picking up um, their lead and maybe some paperwork that you need to bring to the vets and your wallet, lots of other things. You'd be surprised how perceptive dogs and cats are with these things. So they'll know that something's up and something is different from their usual walk. So what I would do first and foremost is to try and just keep everything very similar to when they'd be going on a car journey to anywhere else. Try not to change anything in the pattern as best you can. Um, It's best to bring your dog and cat to the vet hungry because treats are our friends. So we can make it a really positive experience for your dog and cat in the vet if they um, are happy to have positive reinforcement with treats. So it's best to bring your pet hungry to the vet because that really, really helps us out. Um, I think you not being stressed yourself as well because they feed off our our stress or happiness or fear. So just try and remain nice and calm yourself. Don't anticipate that they're going to be worried because sometimes if we worry, they pick up on that and they go, oh God, I really need to be worried when I go to the vets now because my mum or dad is really worried. So just try and remain quite calm. Other things you can do is if your dog or cat is very fearful of going to the vet is speak to your local vet about it um, if, if they've become very fearful for some reason. 
um, sometimes we can be able to facilitate them taking, let's say, kind of dry run trips. So we might be able to have them into the clinic for a little walk around, have a few treats, have a cuddle with a few of the nurses, a few of the vets, and then go home so that they realize that nothing scary is going to happen. And I think finding the right vet for you as well. Um, I suppose uh, dogs and cats, sometimes they'll take to one approach more than another. If you know what approach works best for your dog, either taking it really slowly or really happily kind of popping them into the clinic, then, then let your vet know because that information is really helpful. But finding a vet that takes things you know, very slow with them, is mindful of their fear and stress and anxiety and trying to prevent that is really important. But I suppose one thing I'd say is uh, we try our very best, but by the very nature of it, lots of pets that come to our clinic are unwell and they're already feeling yeah. pretty crap before they arrive to us. And sometimes they begin to associate them feeling a bit ill with yeah. being in Every the time so I go there, that. I'm unwell. Yeah. Or every time I go there, a needle, exactly. something is stuck into me. Yeah, yeah, that's very exactly. understandable. Exactly. Okay, exactly. hi, uh, Patricia, question for Jane, please. We rescued a kitten about two weeks ago. And my five-year-old dog, who is normally house-trained, has taken to weeing inside, even if she has just been outside or even if the door is open could you please offer some advice I really need a solution thanking you now do you take do I take it that this is directly linked to the arrival of the kitten Mm, it could potentially be it's I think it's quite the coincidence to have happened pretty much when the kitten arrived so I would think it's probably a behavioral change due to the stress of having a new kitten um, in the household when they may have never really seen a kitten or a cat or smelled their smells before so the first thing I would do is just try and make sure you take them out to pee quite frequently. And I know you're saying that when she, she pops back in, she, she pees them. But maybe if you go out with them, take them for a nice longer walk, a little bit of play to, to get the bowels going can sometimes help. And they might do their business outside. It's really just breaking that cycle. But also where they have previously now peed inside, it's really important to clean that with a pet safe cleaner to make sure that any smells of ammonia might be gone because they, that dog will have kind of marked that area as well. That's my new toilet. So I'll keep using it. So unless you clean off every trace of pee or poo that may have been there um, that signifies that that's their scent and they can pee there again, then you might be in trouble. One thing I would say is just make sure that you give your dog lots of attention um, because a lot of the time it's a change in their habits that can cause them stress rather than the new pet arriving in itself. Um, So make sure they're still sticking to their usual routine of feeding, walking, cuddles with their owners. Um, and just try and try and kind of slowly bring bring the little kitten into that. Now, the one thing I would say is, although it may have happened around the same time that this little cat arrived, it's just really important in the back of our minds to, to realise, well, this might be a bit of a coincidence. Is there something physically wrong that might be causing an urgency to pee? So the most common things would be um, a, a bladder infection or let's say a change in drinking habits due to a change in diet or let's say a kidney problem. Now, these are far less likely, but it's really important just not to write it off immediately as just a behavioral change. So see how it pans out over the next few days. As long as your dog remains really well in himself and is happy, playful, eating, drinking and otherwise okay, just work on trying to break that habit of peeing inside so clean really well and spend some time with them outside to get them to do their business and and build a new habit that way. Um, But if it peters on a little bit, it's best to visit your vet just for a full health check and maybe a urine sample just to make sure that nothing deeper is going on that might need to be managed medically. Okay, listeners, no name on this. A listener has a five-year-old Labrador who they describe as the baby of the family, but now a real two-legged baby is about to arrive in September. Is there anything we can do to prepare our Labrador for the arrival of a baby into the house? Okay, so the best thing you can do is um, try and anticipate 
the change in routine that's going to happen when the baby arrives now I, I know that routine is not something that's sits well with having a new baby but try and predict a little bit how your routine would change and I know life will help life will cause us to deviate from that and new babies are the best at getting us to deviate from our plans but try and think well you know what's my daily routine going to look like now that I have a baby and when am I going to be able to walk the dog and when am I going to be able to feed and try and change as much as you can your dog's routine in advance of the baby arriving because that way you can be very sensitive to their changes in behavior and be there to reassure them whereas you may not have as much time on your hands once the baby arrives the other thing you can do is um, any obvious kind of items that might be around when baby first arrives. So if your dog is inside, um, if there's going to be cots, uh, play pens, if there's going to be like, bouncers or anything like that, the best thing you can do is start slowly introducing those items to the environment so that your dog gets used to them as something that might be around. Because what happens a lot of the time is the house is 100% normal, baby arrives, all the new recruitments are all over the house. Their routine has changed overnight and they don't know whether they're coming or going. So the more you can try and slowly introduce them in advance of baby arriving, the better. The other things that I would suggest um, would just be really careful once baby does arrive. A lot of the time, very slow, careful introductions once your little little child is a, a little bit older um, in a very safe manner um, can, can get your dog used to being around children. But what I would say is no matter how loved and um, safe you feel around your dog be really aware that they've probably never encountered uh, young children or even more a baby so you know dogs aren't aren't there's no malice in them generally they don't intend to be aggressive but they don't understand that they need to be incredibly careful around a small child and how fragile they are can so they get jealous don't don't take any chances they can sometimes and I think that's really important with just changing the routine um, ahead of time so that they don't associate that big change in routine with the baby. That can really help. Um, but just make sure that safety is priority and make sure there's always somebody with the dog um, when when the, the child is around is really, really important because I do find that a lot of people will maybe get a little bit lax, particularly with a, a long-loved, well-established family pet. It's best to, to understand never never to trust them, even even though you might trust them a lot yourself. Okay, Tony has a three-year-old Jack Russell who his vet has has said is overweight. So Tony is struggling hard to get the dog to lose weight with extra extra exercise and monitoring his diet. He came home last week during the fine weather to discover his mother was feeding the Jack Russell ice cream. Uh, Is ice cream very fattening for dogs? Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> same as ourselves. Um, I'm a big fan of ice cream. Um, so, yeah, it, it's one of those things that's really filled chock-a-block with the calories. So I would really try and stay away from that, as well as the fact that it's quite high fat and it can cause dietary issues. Um, so it's not the best thing. I think first and foremost, well done for realising that your dog is overweight and acknowledging that and not casting it aside once your vet said it, because that's a problem that we really encounter as vets. And it's, it's very difficult sometimes to sensitively convey that a, pa- a pet might be a little bit porky and it's, and it's impinging on their health. So really well on, really well done on kind of acknowledging that. But the hard work starts now, as, as I think you may have realised. The one thing I would say is increasing exercise is helpful. But really, the major changes will be made in the kitchen with food. So it's really important to be on top of the diet. You need to do it in a scientific manner. So speak to your vet about whether they hold weight clinics and whether they'd be able to give you assistance with exactly how many grams of food your dog would need at what times of the day. Weighing food is 100% more accurate than eyeballing it and just shoving it into the dish. Because as, as humans, we naturally kind of over pour 
dog kibble um, to, to feel like we're giving them a good meal. But also building in other snacks that um, are, are kind of good replacements for treats. So you need to cut out all of the treats, but you could potentially replace them with um, small amounts of healthier treats that don't have many calories. For example, carrots cut to appropriate sizes, bits of watermelon. You can be really, really inventive, um, but just be be mindful of what you're feeding. Be mindful of any family members that might be sabotaging the efforts. And if it's helpful, you can get callers on the internet that say, you know, hello, my name is Fido. Don't feed me. I'm on a diet. <laughs> Um, so it's a gentle reminder to all of the family members yeah. that they're maybe being a bit naughty. Yeah, yeah listen, I remember many years ago a neighbour of mine had to do the rounds of the neighbourhood. There was, there was a great, gorgeous Labrador dog and uh, sure, every time it came to everybody's back door we were giving him biscuits and treats and eventually yeah. this woman had to call and say please I'm struggling here to get the dog to lose weight and then she just realised that everybody in the neighbourhood was feeding the dog instead okay and uh, finally a cocker spaniel who gets diarrhoea it only happens about once a week and then it'll disappear can't work out what is going on what could be causing it okay um, if it's happening quite frequently, it definitely warrants investigation. I suppose the first things I'd always be thinking about would be in the clinical history. Is there a certain time of the week, be a Sunday dinner or something where they get scraps off the table or some Sunday treat or, you know, like, like the ice cream from our previous listener that might be upsetting their tummy and causing a singular bout of diarrhea. That's the most common. But if it's happening this frequently, it's really important to visit your vet for a full check. Um, as long as you can't think of something that happens coincidentally the day before that you might be feeding them and upsetting the tummy because you might need a full health check but we might require faecal samples to just double check that there's no underlying causes of kind of waxing waning diarrhea because as you can imagine if you were getting diarrhea every week even if it was only for a day you you wouldn't be feeling so great absolutely okay jane have a good week we'll talk to you next thursday Thank you for that. You too. Thank Thanks. you. Bye-bye. Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street. Vet- Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.